Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. I'm here, uh, your host, your your loyal host, Patrick. Uh, in all my um, uh, audio glory, I am not traveling in a car from Brooks to Bassano this week. I'm at home in Brooks. Uh, this is my prison. This is my reality. Um, great episode last week. I, I think I, I think we got our, our most listens ever on an episode. Um, we're counting it now it's at 4 trillion. So keep them coming, everybody. Um, very exciting though, that to, to be seeing the response that, that, uh, that we're getting with it. Um, just maybe one of our best episodes ever, and which is especially nice considering the week before easily one of our worst. So, um, thank you for that. Um, I know, uh, a joke from last week was the, uh, dick, butt, titty, 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 dick, fuck titty fuck um so let me introduce you as always to uh dick buck dick butt and titty butt (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying jay mike we're back we're back and everybody's uh back online mike how are you doing i'm doing well i'm uh laughing at several things right now um crying a little bit that you're maybe saying last week's episode is best because you do realize neville was on it do you not know how much we do not want to inflate this man's ego any more than it already is? I, I mean, I mean, it. I get it. Neville having a healthy ego, um, never a good thing for the league. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll be honest. Like the skeletons we had on the week before, and just the, I don't even know what to call it. The the gossiping that they were doing was mm-hmm. just not mm-hmm. what our fan base wants. Neville came in, and more importantly, I came in as um, a guest on on my own show um, with straight heat, and it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, if you go back and listen to Neville's analysis of almost every match, you can see that he clearly takes a side, mm-hmm. and, and he has um, specific things that he wants to say and and riding the fence is not something that man does he he chooses a side and he staunchly defends mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. yeah and then i was just you know we we're reliving off air some of the antics of this weekend that we may or may not get into later um rediscovering a certain group chat that was made and i'm just losing composure over here as we start the show so i'm just in a great mood and laughing my ass off currently yeah there 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 will be some uh justice on today's podcast but um i think uh i think if we want anybody to speak about justice it's going to be our other co-host jay how are you 
I was doing a lot better before that opening, um, and uh, I got to say that that's a, a place to start, certainly, but we can only go up from there. Um, thrilled to look at the uh, the week behind and thrilled to look at the week ahead. Um, you know, a lot of things uh, going right and wrong for our, our league members. Uh, I'm excited to see where this uh, all nets out. Uh, in the end, uh, no one who is winless, um, no one who uh, is lossless. It's going to be a very interesting way through the rest of the season. Yeah, we um, I mean, we can dive right into it. We had some very interesting matchups last week in week five. Um, I think. Well, before I get into the specifics of it. Let's go out. Let, let's go over how many teams won and how many teams lost. Um, Mike, can you give me a quick count? How many teams won last week? So one, two, three, four, carry the three, six, one. Okay. And then and give me the, give me the losses. Yeah. One. How do you do a quadratic again? I don't even know if that's so a real it's, word. It's bed mass. Bed mass. Okay. Sorry. Uh, six, six is the number there. Six teams lost as well. You heard it straight from the uh, the data scientist's mouth. Six teams won, six teams lost last week. In my head, I was really hoping you were going to say data scientist, and you did. So this is a great start to the episode. <laughs> great start. Um, the streak is alive and well, everybody. For the 137th time in a row, six teams win, six, team, six teams lose. Um, incredible stuff. I get to start the show right off the top with tooting my own horn about the victory I got last week against Andre. Okay. Nothing wrong with the, the team that he put, he put forward. I think we're both kind of in the same boat about our teams like underperforming. And that's what I would say Andre's team did, but I think we have a bigger, a bigger storyline coming out of this. I won. Mike, what was the result of your game? Oh, like I lost. You lost. I lost. You are sitting at three and two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Danish also lost last week. Um, went up against the the juggernaut in uh, in Neville. Mm -hmm. Put up a very respectable score of one hundred eighteen. Mm -hmm. um, 58 but lost to Neville's 143. You lost. Mm -hmm. We just went over that. You lost to Ryan. Um, and I think, uh, in probably one of the worst performances of the year, Gertie <laughs> lost as mm -hmm. well. Our division now is separated from first to last by two games. I, the person who has been a victim the first few weeks on this podcast of being, um, disrespected by not only the hosts, but myself. In my analysis, um, I'm one game out of first place in our division. I'm thrilled with how the weekend went. Doesn't feel good. Um, wish I would have won one of the last two weeks and kept at least a two-game spread, but, you know, them's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, and you just got to keep powering through. To your credit, Hallwell, you've uh, kept your head above water. Um, you've made some moves. You've tried to, you know, do something, unlike the people who are sitting at one and four, Gertie. Um, who just, you know, sorry, Gertie, you're whining a little bit about people not trading with you. Hallwell's made moves. Neville's made moves. 
they're on the upward trend, but you're not. And I'm, I know I'm calling you out a little bit here and I know, you know, we're close. We did a podcast before together, but I think you just got to make a move. Shit or get off the pot, at least do something. Um, but if there's one thing I want to break into a little bit here from last week, we haven't talked about it yet. Jay, you must be hurting right now. Well, it's important to remember a couple of fun facts before we get to how much I'm hurting. Um, for all of Hallwell's discussion of himself, I will say he's one of four teams who haven't cracked 500 points for. Uh, and along with Andre, he's the only other team that's 0-3 against his own division. So he is, quote-unquote, uh, uh, one game out of first place, and yet so much further away than that. All of that um, is true. Yeah. For, for myself, um, obviously, listen, um, uh, this is a split. It's the second time I had to watch a Monday nighter straight to the end just to see how my matchup would end. Uh, the Monday nighters have not been strong games. Um, but uh, listen, this is kind of the way to go against Nolan um, uh, in week three. Uh, it was as tight as it could possibly be. Uh, and I squeaked out a little victory. And so it's only right that it would come back around to haunt me up against Curtis, a, a big underperformance from my wide receivers, um, really actually from pretty much all my players, not uh, named Jalen Hurts. Um, and uh, I, I was very feel, fearful based on how Josh Jacobs performed uh, the week previous um and uh, uh against uh, uh um you know a division rival a, a game that was likely to be high scoring um josh jacobs uh sunk me um and uh you know it's, it's the other side of that coin and uh it tastes bitter it tastes copper and uh, i can only learn from this um and, and try and move forward yeah jay i was with you i was with you watching the the game on monday night in our our, our favorite uh digital establishment called the uh, the pine cockle and you were in um dire straits with shambles with that josh jacobs uh um resurrection i don't know what we want to mm-hmm. call it like the man the man has basically gone from playing in the hall of fame game making making the the national media think that he's going to be a a preseason cut mm-hmm. to essentially being one of the the most like locked in running backs uh in fantasy this year like it's been it's been a remarkable sort of um reclamation uh, in terms of his uh, uh career trajectory but unfortunately it was at the cost of uh um your your game last week uh general i i know your division uh jay is quite tense you've got a lot of you've got a winning um a winning uh division i think everybody's three and two except you <laughs> and then um the other division is uh we got some stinkers in there because I know that's Andre and Curtis, right? Victor and Victims, I think is the name of the division. And that's correct. Yeah, Victor currently. and Victims. That's a sweet name. Two sweet Victors name. and two Victims, uh, I believe. Suds and Neville, four and one. The only division with a two-game spread. Uh, fuck, yeah. Fuck boy, two games back of the lead there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that one's definitely be having. Uh, we're we're seeing the. The the separation between the uh, what is it the saying the weak and the shaft the. Am I saying that right? What's the, the wheat and the shaft. Wheat and the shaft. The weak. Nobody's weak. I'm fucking weak. I'm a stupid little weak boy. Shit. Oh, glad we've got okay. the episode title early on. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on though. Moving on. I think we can. Uh, I think we can say those games were were spectacular last weekend. Um, we're hoping for some some good matchups this upcoming weekend. 
Um, oh, I am legally obligated to say that I'm still the fuck boy, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which is a prestigious title and, and I'm honored to have it. Um, I guess it's, I have another fuck boy title um, defense on this upcoming weekend. Absolutely. As I understand it. Yeah, you will continue to defend that title until uh, you are no longer the fuck boy. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Neville and I, or Neville, Nolan and I are fighting for the fuck boy crown. Um, tune into that, everybody, because I know this is something not contrived um, or fabricated. This is real, genuine competition. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, guys, do you want to, uh, should we jump to the Wendy's waiver wire in the Tim Hortons trade corner? Yeah, let's slap that around a little bit. Boom. Okay. We had a flurry of moves this week. Um, No, McFlurry's at McDonald's. This is a Wendy segment. Frosties. Right. Yeah, sorry. We had a frosty of moves this week. Um, (laughs) As as we had some big names hit the waiver wire, teams are, are saying, you know what? I'm done with you. Notably, we see Robbie Anderson dropped. Um, we're seeing Chase Claypool dropped. Uh, we're seeing Sky Moore, a uh, preseason darling, dropped. Um, Tyler Conklin, who was like tearing it up at tight end, dropped. So like teams are teams are arranging themselves in in um, they're, they're kind of seeing who who are who are the pretenders and and who are the contenders. Um, gentlemen, is, is anything? Um, does anything uh, stand out to you in terms of, uh, of moves that were made this week? I know we've got the, uh, the free agent bids that I want to go over after this, but beyond, beyond those, is there anything else that we need to uh, touch on? I think uh, this wa- waiver wire, uh, the iced cap of it all was uh, the biggest bid, $50 going to Jacoby Myers. Uh, obviously, a lot of surprise around the league um, that uh, Myers was available. Myers was out there to be had. A lot of surprise. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, some people had heard that he was droppable on fantasypros.com. So uh, anyways, Pelt didn't read that website, and he uh, he exploded for uh, 50% of his total yearly fab on Mr. Jacoby Myers, uh, who plays for New England, who he doesn't even have his QB1 throwing to him right now. Uh, but over the past couple of weeks, it has not mattered. So um, not too surprised. Uh, obviously, a couple of other big bids in there. Um, Howl yourself, try to reclaim him with $28. Uh, and Nolan, who seems to be in on just about every player uh, of that's out there uh, at $18. Not going to get it done. Um, now, I think I'm not, I'm not going to call Jacoby Myers a league winner, uh, but I think he could be a, a multiple week winner, especially with buys, uh, depending what's uh, out there, what's happening. Um, so that's the the one for me. That's just, uh, it's, it's better than a baked potato with bacon and chives, uh, if you ask me. Mm. With or without sour cream, though? Uh, it's always going to be with sour cream. Okay. Separating the wheat from the chives. Love right? it, love it. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. I also uh, love that. What do you uh, think? Sorry, I love that. Hallwell asked to analyze the non-bidding, and then you just went into all the bids. So uh, wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were on. We we have a, a pretty professional uh, setup here. So yeah. Oh, I mean, so somebody dropped Skymore and picked up Ron Dalemore. I guess they were confused which more they were getting. Like this. Come on, guys. Let's just talk about the money. <laughs> Fantastic. It's funny you say that, though, because I was actually going to call that move out. Um, I like that one. I targeted Rondell Moore in a couple of leagues, or looked at him as at least an option. Um, coming back in that Arizona offense, you know, Sky Moore wasn't going to do much for Andre. Let's just give him credit. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, but he's still 1-4 in four 
Is that a rhyme? Uh, that was great. Um, he's making moves. He's trying. And we've yeah. never seen that from the commissioner before. Um, so th- this is just great for the league. It's great former for everyone. Former commissioner. Sorry, former commissioner. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. <laughs> you guys don't have the video on this, but Jay just, uh, he had like fire glowing as his like silhouette. It was uh, pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll say, you know, it's just good to see him making moves. As you said, Nolan is in on every move. Uh, he did pick up Tanyan and dropped uh, Zay Jones. I'm not sure why Zay Jones was on his roster. I think he was maybe a bench stash three years ago. Um, but Tanyan could do something in Green Bay. But yeah, I, uh, I'll, you know, I'll pass it to Hallwell because I feel like you, you want to talk about one of these moves in particular. Yes, I do. Um, and, and Jay Jay alluded to it uh, earlier with the the Jacoby Myers. Um, before we got live uh, on the air, I was telling Mike I, I congratulated him on a savvy fantasy move. Um, Jacoby Myers, I think, in my estimation, is a starter. I think I think there's a place for him on everybody's roster. Um, he is when I dropped him, I. He was injured, and I was hoping I, with the Mac Jones stuff, I was hoping that he just wouldn't um, he wouldn't get on the radar of people, and I'd be able to pick him up later. And 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 then this he he popped off last week for a hundred and a touchdown, like it, it was a double digit fantasy point game for him. And I was like, shit, I am I'm not getting this guy. So I put in a pretty hefty bet bet for him at twenty eight bucks. I was like, man, this is this is hurting me that I'm going to have to spend this fab on a player that was already on my team, but this is just like the quality of talent he is. And Mike, you came in with like, um, is $50 like what I think anybody was expecting for Jacoby Myers? No, but what do you get out of it? You spend 50 imaginary dollars mm-hmm. for a player that's going to make a, a difference on your roster. And you're and, and you, like many other teams in this league have been affected by injuries and, and you're, you're looking for players that you, that you can, mm-hmm. you can play. And I think you, I think you made a, a very impressive move to, at, at my, at, at my expense. And that's like, I don't know. Game respects game. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I applaud you, man. And you did great. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, like I've said before, I, I truly want to get the guys who I feel like I need to get and I'll overpay to do it. Last year I paid a hundred for Mitchell. Um, this year I was like, I don't know why I saved $4, but I thought I'll throw 50 at Myers. I was pretty sure I was going to get him. Um, I don't think it's going to bite me. As you said, I think he's going to be startable. I was surprised he was dropped. I mean, I guess looking at that a little bit, can you walk us through why you dropped him? Was there someone not worth dropping ahead of him? Like, why was he Uh, the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if I remember correctly, there um, there was the situation in Denver. Um, Javante Williams just went down and I needed, I, in my head, I was like, I need to plan for picking up, like getting myself involved in that Denver situation. Cause I already had Melvin. Gordon. So when I looked at my roster, um, Jacoby Myers had not, he was trending down that week. He was injured. I saw the Mac Jones news that Mac Jones, I think like it might've been the same game. Like I, it's all blurring together, but Mac Jones is still dealing with that ankle issue. So I'm like, okay, New England, New England is not going to, I don't know. We don't really know what, what they're going to be in the passing game. So 
I hoped that there was a two week break for Jacoby where he was like flatlining. And then I would be able to come back and, and, and pick him up. Um, should I have dropped him over Elijah Moore or like Nico Collins in retrospect? Totally. Absolutely. Elijah Moore specifically, like that's a player that I, that I should have just been like, you know what? Like this, this experiment isn't working. I have to be okay with, with moving on. Um, yeah, it was, I, it was a mistake. Like it's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to paint it any other way. Like I, I just made a bad move and now I've got to, I've got to deal with the consequences of it. Yeah. No, that's fair. And you know, shit happens. We make those decisions. I, I dropped Algier like same kind of situation. I was like, no one's yep. going to pick him up and Neville picked him up and benched him. And I was like, fuck, well now I don't have Algier. So it, that stuff happens, especially with those fringe guys. Like yeah. Darnell Mooney. I don't know. I'm assuming he's still owned in our league, but I just dropped him in another league where it's like, that guy's useless to me right now. But in two weeks, he could be a target monster and killing it with Justin totally. Fields. Like, it's hard to predict those things happening. Um, but yeah, I my team to look at, another reason why I spent on him is like, everyone is questionable, which might be every player in the league at this point. Um, but I think London, Olave, um, St. Brown was out, and he's on a bye this week. Like, I'm just hurting. And I was like, this guy seems like he's solid. Even if he's injured, when he's healthy, he's the guy. So, like, I will have him in my lineup. So that's why I was, like, all over spend. And I don't need – you don't need Fab. PSA, Fab doesn't turn into real money at the end of the year. Spend it. <laughs> get some players. Play with it. Um, no point in sitting on it. Totally fair. Totally fair. Um I think we'll branch this out broader because I think I think right now it's just the uh, podcast host talking about their fantasy teams, which is what everybody tunes in uh, to this uh, podcast for. But um, maybe we'll talk about some of the other moves that were done in the league. Uh, Gertie picks up Mike Boone uh, for six dollars over spending on against uh, Andre, who bid five. Uh, PJ Walker, the newly anointed starter in Carolina, is he goes for is that. Is that real? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think um, I, the reports are out of Carolina that, that Baker's getting benched. Um, PJ Walker. Baker's injured, right? High yeah. ankle sprain for Baker. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when Baker's healthy. But yeah, PJ Walker until then. Gotcha. I mean, is that is that is he injured for saving? Like, is that the organization trying to save face because they're an absolute like dumpster fire right now? Like they, they just fired. I, Matt I can't Rule. imagine. I can't imagine anyone thinking like, like you've got your interim head coach coming in who is just allowed to fire two other assistants from a two rules assistants. I can't imagine that, that you're going to say, okay, here's a guy who's the third string ish, uh, second string, obviously with Darnold on the uh, IR, do your best. You'd rather give him the opportunity. Obviously Baker's just been r real rough, but he Baker knows the first team. He knows first team reps. He knows the, the playbook. I can't imagine kind of like a, we're going to save Baker. Cause like if Baker plays, you hang it all on Baker at the end, right? You say, Oh, it was, it was Baker, right? Baker and PJ Walker, PJ Walker has been a, he's been a, an astute professional for your organization for a couple of years here. So I, I really doubt that there's anything kind of like, Oh, we're, we're trying to be nice to, to Baker to save face or something like that or whatever, but time will tell. I think I would love to see 
P.J. Walker hasn't necessarily shown capability, but I would love to see P.J. Walker step in and, and be clearly and obviously better than Baker and say, this is my team, yeah, a la Geno Smith this year. Yeah, Carolina Carolina is going to be an interesting situation to monitor over the next few weeks. Um, very quickly after Rule was fired, with there were multiple reports about the Carolina star players, uh, CMC, DJ Moore, we're looking at you, about being um, targets of potential trades, specifically with CMC go, um, being uh, linked to the Buffalo Bills, which um, there's often times where I find trades don't make sense. CMC going to Buffalo Bills and being their like starting running back in that offense, I think we just go ahead and give them the Super Bowl. Like they they that makes that makes so much sense to me for but the Buffalo offense being as pass heavy as they are, and then they go out and grab maybe the most electric um, pass catching running back in the league right now. Like it it just sometimes it makes sense. So I um, selfishly, I would love for that to happen. If my, my best player gets put on the best offense in the league, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, and our last sort of free agent bid that we, that we, ha- we see, we got Hayden Hurst, uh, who was heavily used in the uh, Cincinnati Baltimore game on Sunday night goes to $12 to my brother uh, who outbids uh, no one with $3 and the dishonorable fuck boy Curtis at $2. Um, that one doesn't really like move the needle for me all that much. I think Hayden Hurst uh, benefited from a bit of a re- revenge game on Sunday night, but mm-hmm. um, tight ends. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I he's a sensey tight end. I I'm, I'm generally okay with that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to process that I, I, any further. He's interesting. Like he's in the mix for like, behind Kelsey and maybe Andrews. Um, but the consistency is hard to nail down. I was actually having this conversation with uh, Neville earlier today about tight ends. And I was just saying how, or he was saying how Kelsey and Andrews were clear one and two. Kelsey for me is the clear one. Andrews is two right now, but he's also been inconsistent a little bit this year. I don't know that he's that far from the rest of the guys. Um, like I think it was like Hurst, uh, Ertz, and like, you know, that kind of meddling Around there, like tight ends have not been very prosperous this year, but I will say to Mike here with this move specifically, you know, spend your money. As I said, 12 bucks might be overpayment. You got a guy who looked good this week. Who did he have before? I was looking at his roster. I was looking at transactions and I don't see that he's dropped a tight end. Um, was he just running without a tight end at that point or what was happening? He's probably probably playing at streaming. Hmm. I guess so. Um, Yeah. It might've been that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We can we can circle back to that uh, um, Jimmy, in a little bit. Where are you? Yeah, Jimmy, get the fuck on it. Um, do we have? A, we don't. We didn't have any. Oh no, he dropped Tyler Conklin. That's who it was. Oh, okay. Different transaction. I can't look Different. past. I'm very tunnel vision when I get on a point. That, you know that. That's yeah. okay. That, that's why we call you tunnel vision, Mike. So <laughs> no worries about that. Um, it's not a glasses thing. It's not a glasses thing. Don't worry about that. Um, gentlemen, we didn't have any trades completed uh, mm-hmm. uh, as we, we highlight our, our second sponsor, Tim Hortons. Uh, no trades this week? No, sir. No. Plenty of offers floating around. A lot of rumors on the rumor mill. So let's get into that. Um, Pelt, you're nodding along with me. Uh, what, are you, what are you hearing these days? I'm having a lot of talks myself. Um, I feel like I say that a lot these days, but as a team who's in the middle of the pack, you need to. 
as Hallwell knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to try totally. to keep winning every week. Um, I've got an interesting tidbit, and I'm, I'm not going to reveal the source or the um, who the source is talking about, um, but I do want to share this conversation because it's, it's funny. Um, he'll lose in the playoffs because he doesn't build teams for the playoffs. He's Kyle Dubas, drafts everyone from Sioux, so Sioux St. Marie, if you're not familiar with hockey. Builds teams to win the regular season and lose in the playoffs. Uh, so someone whoa. in our league said that about another person in our league, and I will not reveal any other names as I have not gotten permission to, but that is a true conversation that was had. Um, That's the spice we'd love to see uh, a guest have on this program. I would, I, 100%. A guest comes in with that sort of heat, like you're coming back every week. Mm. Um, are you able to reveal who that was said about? Not at this time. Maybe we'll leave that as like a cliffhanger for future episodes. Um, Damn. So I can maybe, you know, make sure we're not going to cause any kerfluffles amongst uh, people or ruin my sources. I've got to keep my sources clean. Um, so that, that, that was said though. That's the big tidbit. Um, I've got to share no sources really sloshed anyone around in the league other than that. Um, as usual. Well, I mean, I, I think it just goes to show that there's um, some bad actors in our league uh, currently, and, and <laughs> they have, um, I don't know, I, I, I don't understand where, whoever said that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, are you okay? Like, what's mm. what's going on in your world that you, you feel like you need to tear down like that? Good question. And if you, right now, I feel like Hallwell's feeling a little convicted, because it's not necessarily about you Hallwell. no totally (laughs) totally not but i i know like the conversations i've had in trades like i don't need to i don't need to get somebody else dirty to make to make my trade go through right Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming that's how that that conversation came about mike or were you just yeah oh yeah absolutely gossiping at the the water cooler No, no 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 this was absolutely about trades and frustration and hitting a wall um and then i think just you know maybe someone going over the edge um, at a certain point. So you love, uh, I, I, I guess what I'll say is it sucks to suck. Exactly. So one thing, you know, I can share, you know, I've been looking for running back since Williams went down. Um, I don't know if I spoke about this last week or not. Um, we talked about Jacobs earlier, who's kind of gone off and, you know, I feel like I can openly say right now, and maybe other people have inquired as well, but I tried to pick up Jacobs after his Denver game, um, from Curtis, Talks actually started to gain some traction, and then Patterson ended up going out, and Taylor ended up going out. So I think those have stalled since, but that was definitely one I was really on to um, and hoped that we could make a move because he's one of the people in the league that has a surplus of running backs. Yes. Or did have. Now they're dead, but used to. Now they're dead. Um, Jay, you hearing anything on the uh... – the, the the rumor mill, uh, which uh, presented by Carl's Jr. I don't know if we mentioned that. Carl's Jr., absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of feelers out there right now. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out kind of what they've got. Again, injury bug has been uh, has been biting uh, a lot of teams who are trying to figure out, you know, how serious is it? What, uh, what's the value? Uh, and listen, I, you know, I think uh, as a league, we're always trying to uh, help each other out with, uh, with anvils rather than PDFs, PFDs, PSDs. What's a personal flotation device? 
Um, I, I think there's deals to be made, right? I think people are just, you know, you're, you're in that phase where uh, it's kind of who the players that we thought would be good and aren't doing good. Are, are they circling back players who we, we thought weren't going to be much and have uh, opened the season really, really strongly. Can we believe in them? Um, you know, it's, it's a rare thing. You, you never want to get caught in a, in a, a selling high or low uh, with egg on your face later on. But I think uh, we're going to start seeing some deals uh, filter their way through over the next couple of weeks. Um, lots of teams need to make some shifts, either, you know, wide receivers for running backs, um, a bunch of players for a QB, whatever it's going to be. I think it's going to start shaking out. It's gut check time for a lot of teams, uh, myself included. Like, uh, even though I've made, I've made two fairly big roster changes already. Like I I'm still looking at my team being like you, there's still places you need to improve. And, um, but I'm also, I'm also, and I don't know if the rest of the league is experiencing this, but I'm also feeling like I don't have the pieces quite yet to move it. Jay, I, was it this league that we talked about um, moving a quarterback? You and I? Yeah. What, what? Oh, no. I think that was a dynasty that slowly kind of blew up. Oh, talking about the one that kind of blew up a little bit on us that we got, got just kind of got too big, got, got, uh... I thought we had a conversation about a player this week where it was, you didn't want to ride the train anymore. You were, you were uninterested. Mm. Um, and I, and I thought, and I, and I'll, I'll say this part. I thought Kirk cousins was in, was, was part of this conversation. Yeah, I think we might've, that's right. Yeah. We might've had a, at least a, a little dalliance uh, of a conversation around that, those ideas. But I think, I, I, I think what, what it, what ended up happening is it stalled because we couldn't, we couldn't figure out the fair value of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, I'm just at a point where I'm not sure my players are matching up like one, a to one B and in a way that we can walk away from a deal, um, yeah. appropriately. So yeah. I, curious if that's just me or the, or the rest of the league is feeling that pinch too. So absolutely. I think there's a lot of pension happening out there. Totally, totally, mm-hmm. totally. Um, we have, we don't have that. And, we don't have that. No, Jimmy is no. off this week. He's on a paid time off. We've now uh, maybe a good time to bring up. We are offering benefits to the employees of the podcast. Um, so Jimmy took a vacation to uh, Tijuana this week. Yeah, well, Timmy, um, paid time off. I mean, like, let's. Let, I'm sure HR will slap me for this, but Jimmy is currently on a, a paid suspension as we investigate some sexual harassment claims um, in the organization. We're not, obviously we do not tolerate that in any capacity, mm-hmm. but we are making sure that, that um, an innocent man isn't, isn't um, convicted um, of a wrongdoing he didn't do. But if you know, Jimmy, if you know, Jimmy, you know what I mean? If you know, you know, if you know Jimmy, you know, you know that this is not the first time he's mm-hmm. dealt with a, mm-hmm. a claim like this. So mm-hmm. Get that help, Jimmy. We're all rooting for you, buddy. But anywho, um, we can go to Big Big Mary's uh, weekly predictions. Just a, a recap quickly of uh, the overall record this season. Um, last week was a hell of a showing for everyone actually um the the worst record we had was four and two uh and that was pelt and jay both going four and two that week um 
the guest and myself went five and one. So I, I, I look back to our first prediction of the season uh, where I think we went by like, like one and five, two and four. Like we had some brutal, brutal, brutal showings. And now we're kind of turning around. We're getting we're feeling the rhythm of, of what this league's all about. And um, that leads us to our rankings right now, which is Jay is at 11 and 13, which um, I want to applaud you for that, Jay, because I feel like you were pretty far behind on the. Uh, um, the win loss ratio. Uh, Absolutely. Pelt, Pelt is in second at 13 and 11. Uh, and I'm sitting in first at 14 and 10. Um, still very close. Still um, anybody's game. Um, Got to feel happy though, that we're, we're in the five, we're over 500 for you and uh, you and me, Mike and Jay is, is one week away from being in the same boat. So um, I just think it goes to show just like the knowledge and intelligence that, that, all of us bring to uh, to fantasy, so I want to applaud both my co-hosts here mm-hmm. for for such great work in the uh, predictions. Mm-hmm. But with that, let's get into our uh, predictor zone. And uh, Mike, you're going to tell us about the first match of uh, Andre versus our new commissioner. This is the um, what 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 should we call this? Because it's former commission versus new. Ooh, commission. That's actually very true. Actually, old dad versus new dad this is a this is like uh the the paradigm game yeah this is um mm. Mm, old dad versus new dad i like that but let's uh let's break this down a little bit here and hopefully you know no one's eating any uh bodily substances by the end of this weekend um sorry what <laughs> drinking oh slurping? yeah, yeah. slurping slurping yeah, yeah, yeah. slurping um, Andre knows what we're talking about. Um, first thing I'll say off the top is that his new naming convention did confuse me. I definitely put Suds versus Kamish, and then as I went through the airline, I was like, why is Suds there twice? Um, so fuck you, Andre, but also that's hilarious because you did actually fuck me up. Um, don't know why the name was changed. Uh, I'm guessing some bet slash conversation obviously must have happened that we'll never know about or hear from the sources. Anyways, let's get into the game. That's why we're here. Andre's going to lose this matchup. He's predicted to lose it by 10. The two biggest reasons I see for me are Jacoby Brisket against that New England defense um, and Allen Robinson, who absolutely cannot do anything in that Rams offense. Those two are big question marks for me. If I look at Jay's quarterbacks, he's got Hurts. He's got Stafford. Stafford, look, he's been, you know, had a down year so far. That offense is going to figure it out. Sean McVay is a great coach. He's not going anywhere. Um, they're going to turn that ship around. The interesting part for Jay this week, when I look at the running backs, and then I think of Najee and Robinson as two very good running backs in this league. Last year didn't, or sorry, last week would have shown you otherwise. Najee had 37 combined yards. How does that even happen for a starting running back of his caliber? It's crazy. But what I think, you're going to get some regression. I'm not worried about that for Jay. He's actually starting Etienne in the flex, which I agree with. I haven't looked at his bench yet because I only look at the starters and I can only take what's in front of me. Um, but out of Etienne and Robinson, they're probably going to outscore Andres, Robinson, uh, Cook, and Connor if I'm including that flex in the running back spot. Wide receivers, Evans, Samuel, Moore. For Andre talk, though, I like the Moore pick um, for this week Seattle has not been good this year they've been in a lot of college scoring games if you will um, he could see some points but Jay's got the dependable Debo 
Waddle seems to be healthy coming into this week, playing against Minnesota, who, you know, can give up some yards to receivers. Um, and then Godwin can be a weapon for Brady. Will he play? He might stay healthy for five plays, but maybe he'll score five touchdowns um, and then get hurt again. Um, anyways, all that to say, new commission is going to take this. Andre out with the old, in with the new. Jay's going to win it. So Mike putting the stamp, uh, new dad, way better than old dad. And that's pretty, pretty cool for all us kids in this league. Um, Jay, why don't you tell us about Pelt's matchup against the dishonorable fuckboy and Curtis? Absolutely. Let's look at this. Uh, obviously, uh, this one's easy to call. Pelt wins it because Curtis, at the time of the recording, has Darren Waller in the uh, tight end position, and Darren Waller is not going to have a game. So it uh, looks like maybe some some tough questions uh, for, for Curtis, whether he's going to drop a player from the bench to get a tight end in that spot or not. Um, now, with that said, um, uh, Pelt has uh, my boy, uh, my, my sweet cheese, my good time boy, Justin Herbert uh, as his QB. Danny Jones has been doing it on the ground, and so I think Danny Jones could get back to doing it on the ground. Over on Curtis's side, Tyler Lockett had a, a lovely, lovely game with two TDs last week. He's not going to get those two TDs again. It's not going to happen. Uh, he's still he's still good. He's going to get some points, but it's not a it's not a big big deal. Um, I think uh, AJ Brown against Dallas is going to be very interesting. I think uh, you're going to see Jalen Hurts run the ball a bunch against Dallas. Um, I think you're not going to go through the air as much. Um, and so, uh, all that said. Kyle Pitts is ready to come back. He's back in a big way. Chubb, listen, Chubb is is him and Barkley are running away as the RBs in the uh, league this year. Um, and so uh, Pelt gets this one um, and uh, uh, handily as well, whether there's somebody in uh, Curtis's tight end or not. Good stuff. And, and uh, just a, a reminder to people in the league, say your goddamn lineup. Mm-hmm. Like when we mm-hmm. make the predictions, mm-hmm. like you're you're not making any friends on the podcast, and as the um, the leading source on news for the 390 league, um, like if you piss us off, yeah, all we're gonna do is shit on your team, yeah. So just like, like I don't care what you're doing if you got your job or your family that you're taking care mm-hmm. of, like everybody's got to piss, everybody's got to shit. Just set your lineup while you're yeah. doing that. Like, dear Lord, it's not that hard. Like, we're not going to go to Curtis's bench and be like, oh, hey, he's going to drop so-and-so from Mo Alley Cox to fill up that big hole. Like, we just don't have time to make that kind of, you know, observation. Um, the one thing I do want to point out this matchup, and I actually texted Curtis about this the other day, he's starting Geno Smith over Russell Wilson, which is wild to think about four weeks ago. Wild to think about, but the right call. Agreed. I think everybody would agree. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump in here with my first game, gentlemen. Um, we have a rematch of last year's championship match uh, between Gertie and Suds. Uh, we have all taken Suds to win it because as we break down the lineup, it's going to go a little bit like this. At quarterback for Gertie, we have Trevor Lawrence and Jimmy Garoppolo. Trevor Lawrence coming off of a um, brutal game last week against Houston. Um, uh, and, and I think that says it all. It's kind of confusing how Houston was able to lock down that whole Jaguars offense, um, but they did. And then, and 
and Trevor Lawrence is they picked him as high as they did so that those games don't happen. So I think Lawrence is like making some good strides, but he needs to start showing up as like a difference maker for, for Jacksonville. Um, Suds is going with PJ Walker and Joe Burrow this week. Um, PJ Walker is a bit of a dart throw, but uh, especially going up against the Rams. Um, but I love Joe Burrow. Obviously, I think that's just going to be a winner winner chicken dinner um, at wide receiver. We got Cooper Cup, uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins for uh, for Gertie. Um, so for however well Joe Burrow does, uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins will uh, should benefit from that. Uh, and then Cooper Cup against Carolina is just going to be monstrous game. However, Suds is bringing a bit of a uh, hot streak to the the wide receiver uh, beat as well. He's got Tyree Kill, Mike Williams. We do believe that Keenan Allen uh, is is going to be out this week. I'll go to the uh, lifelong Chargers fan uh, over here. Jay, is that is, is that confirmed? Uh, not confirmed. We will see. We will see. Okay, so um, Keenan Allen uh, maybe to play, um, but I think either way, even if Keenan does play, Mike Williams is still that field stretcher and, and still going to see um his fair share of targets and um oh my gosh is it Devonte smith what? yeah what is uh yeah yeah, yeah. oh sorry mm-hmm. i'm like look i'm like d smith i don't know the first name um but but um Devonte smith on that eagles offense playing um sunday night against uh dallas heated nfc east uh um division matchup i i i think smith can can absolutely ball out um at running back um Gertie's been able to uh, salvage together a pretty decent running back crew in, in Ramondre Stevenson, who um, set the rushing record for the New England Patriots. I didn't, I didn't realize hmm. that this was, but he, he went for 161 yards last week, and that's the most ever by a running back for, for the Pats. Um, and Brian Robinson Jr., back from his gun wound. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very high potential with those running backs. But when you look at Suds' RBs, Austin Eckler, who destroyed his opponents last week and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who um, is turning into a bit of an answer for the, the Kansas city chiefs. Like mm-hmm. it, it just leans heavily towards suds having the, uh, the, the benefit here. And we go to tight end and we see another mismatch. Um, Gerald Everett um, in the lineup for Gertie versus Taysom Hill, who absolutely exploded last week. Um, and dominated uh, that that game. Um, we don't know what's going to happen happen with Jameis. I think the situation is is that Taysom has proven himself to be too valuable to leave on the bench. The guy just impacts the game in so many different ways. Um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna manufacture um, uh, touches for him, and, and I think I think that's going to be to Pat's benefit. Um, Christian Kirk and, and Miles Sanders in the flex. Christian Kirk on, on uh, Gertie's team, and Sanders on uh, on Suds's. Um, I like running back more than more than Kirk, and especially with like the Jacksonville struggles, I, I do have concerns about that. At defense, we got Jacksonville for Gertie. Um, didn't realize that Gertie was so heavy on Jacksonville this year. That's actually interesting. Um, Suds taking the Washington defense against Chicago. I guess that's the only saving grace for them. Chicago is a, a, a tire fire, but um, Washington's not much better. Um, but yeah, I still, I, I think the core pieces for Suds are uh, uh, in place for him to have a, a, another victory and go to five and one. 
That took longer than I expected, guys. So I apologize. Uh, Mike, why don't you uh, go to your second matchup of myself versus Noel? Yeah, there's a lot um, less to talk about here than in uh, the matchup you just brought up. Um, you know, Nolan set his lineup. He's hoping Teddy may play. Um, I don't know what the latest is. Will he play? Will he not? I think he got in a limited session today. No, he did not practice um, today. So I'm going to say probably not a good sign Teddy's going to play. Um, won't chastise him for not setting a lineup because it's truly an unknown. So I'll break this down. Assuming Teddy may be in there, get him a few points. Um, he's got Josh Allen, who obviously has... Jay, did you just see a ghost? Or are you frozen? Or what's happening up there? Okay. Jay has seen a ghost. Confirmed. Um, yeah. Josh Allen playing against Casey. That game could have 900 points at a minimum. Um, versus Kirk Cousins on the other side. And Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz going against Chicago. He should have a decent day. But it's Carson Wentz, and I just, I struggle at times with that. Um, but Cousins against Miami, Miami's a blitzing team. He could have a good day too. I think he's got Jefferson. Just look for Jefferson 16 times during the game. You'll be all right. Let's look at the receivers. Deontay Johnson, Pittman, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is boomer bust for me. When he booms, he's booming. When he busts, he could be under four. Um, Pittman... He, he's got a decent floor. Deontay Johnson, if he plays, he's had some health issues against Tampa. He could get locked down, rookie quarterback in Pittsburgh. Howell, you're throwing out Metcalf, McLaurin, and Gallup. I think I like that a little more as a floor. Um, Geno Smith, as we talked about, has been playing great, um, so I don't mind that there. McCaffrey looked like he's getting back to earth. He's coming back. He may win this for you. Um, but you're going up against Barkley, who has also been a beast. Um... Where I think you maybe win it um, is Gordon versus the Chargers run defense who have stopped absolutely no one. Top team against the run, giving up points to fantasy running backs. I give you the edge there over Dobbins. Um, and then tight end. I love Njoku. I, I don't know when you picked him up, um, but I love this play. He's been solid for Cleveland. He's a said like over the middle, dependable option. I think he's got a better floor. We talked about how, you know, Tight ends can fluctuate week in and week out. Um, so despite Carson Wentz maybe shooting the bed for you, I think you pull this one out. I think this is one of the closer matchups of the week, assuming Nolan is going to have Teddy play or throw uh, Zappy in there if Mac's not back. Zap attack. Uh, Njoku, Njoku was picked up last week. Uh, a, a, a weird waiver wire find for me. So I was pretty happy about that, to be honest. Uh, but thank you, Mike. I, I appreciate that. I do think it'll be close. Nolan um, is third in the league with, as his record is. So um, I definitely have concerns about the opponent I'm going up against, but um, much appreciated. Jay, who's your second matchup? I am looking at Neville versus Mr. Mike Hallwell. Uh, and I was looking at this, oh, look at this, an another team that hasn't set their lineups, Mike Hallwell with a, a projected 94.4 score. And then I looked at his lineup and he has it filled. It's a, it's a full lineup that's projected for 90.4 points. Main issue here, obviously, is that uh, Dak Prescott still out uh, and Jer uh, 
uh, Goff uh, is on the bye. Devonte Adams also on the bye. Might not, uh, you know, uh, might not have played if he wasn't on the bye. But that means Tony Pollard is in the uh, the the Q flex, the super flex spot for Busty McThunder, which means he's got again trotting out Ceedee Lamb, Zeke Elliott, and Tony Pollard all in the same uh, uh, lineup. Hurst is going to try and save him. Uh, Juju Smith isn't going to do anything. Uh, really, Jefferson is is his big, big, big hope because uh, it's Fields, not against a tough Washington team, but on a short week. Uh, going against Lamar Jackson, Stephon Diggs, uh, Leo Fournette, uh, Brees Hall, uh, and the San Francisco defense. This one was over before it began. Thank you for that, Jay. Always just cutting to the core of it and getting right in there on the, uh, the muddy and sticky. Uh, we appreciate your candid analysis each and every week. Um, I'm going to bring us home. I got the, uh, I got Ryan versus Danish. Um, we're going to, we're going to, uh, shame Danish here. He does not have a, uh, um, a super flex, uh, set up. He's got Davis mills still, uh, still in there who is if you didn't know houston's on a bye this week so watch out everybody when we break this matchup down it becomes overwhelmingly clear that ryan is going to take this win danish is playing pat mahomes at quarterback Cortland sutton at wide receiver amari cooper at wide receiver and darnell mooney darnell mooney has done dick all so far because that chicago offense sucks at running back he's got aaron jones and antonio gibson Antonio Gibson is not the starter now in Washington. So that is not a good play. He's got Mark Andrews in the tight end. That's great. Michael Carter. Michael Carter snuck into the end zone twice last week. Um, but if you, you, you're confusing yourself, if you think it's anything other than the Brees Hall show moving forward. Um, no super flex, like I said, um, but there is... I, I think Danish actually got got screwed over by some of the waiver wire stuff this week because um, he's got Tua sitting on the bench. Um, I know when he drafted Tua, like he was hoping that he'd have all his quarterbacks available to him. But uh, Mike McDaniel has come out today and said that Tua is not going to be available. So um, I think Danish is in is in a tough spot, uh, which is awesome for Ryan because this is a bit of a bye week uh, a bye week swallow for him as Derek Henry and Brandon Cooks both on a bye but Ryan's able to still submit a full lineup um with like some absolute killers on there Tom Brady uh Marquise Brown Adam Thielen Keenan Allen we we are not sure if he's going to play yet uh but if he doesn't he's still got um some availability to pick up from the waiver wire. We don't know exactly who probably moved Corey Davis up in, into that third wide receiver spot. Um, I digress though. Joe Mixon, Raheem Mostert at the running back spot, Travis Kelsey in tight end, Zach Wilson as his other quarterback and the new Orleans defense against Cincinnati. Um, I just think, I just think Ryan's got a clearer path to a victory. And I think I truly, I think we're going to see some, um, uh some poor performances out of Swedish uh, in the next few weeks here. He's uh um he's struggling. I I, I think his players are, are are kind of he's used them for, for some victories. I just don't know if that continues. Uh and that's and that's the matchup. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add an extra layer to this. I'm gonna lock this in. 
ka-chink, ka-chink. <laughs> Locked in. I love Ryan it. winning over Danish. What I will add, though, and just to go against one of your points, saying he was a victim of the waiver wire or lack of being able to play it because Tua wasn't announced out till today, Danish still hasn't touched the waiver wire. Probably doesn't listen to this podcast. Still got a hundred bucks sitting there. I'm not convinced he would have even tried to do anything differently, whether he knew that information yesterday or not. So that's my take on it. The fish is going to be floating to the surface because he's dead. Oh God. Lifeless fish again. Danish, you, you came out of the gate so hot. And now we, we just all pray for you. So I will see maybe, maybe Danish will, will show us. Uh, how wrong we are, but at this, where we sit tonight, it just feels like sushi's on the menu, you know? Nice. Um, Guys, that's it. We did the games. We did the breakdown. Um, I can't believe we squeezed this in when we did. We, we There was a lot of uh, um, closed-door talks about this episode maybe not even happening mm-hmm. this week. Um, but everybody, everybody just showed up, Mike. I want to say like, thanks for, for getting yourself to a place where you could do this. Jay, I, I want to thank you, um, as new daddy of the league. Like you did great. Uh, once again, I, I'm, I just, we're really vibing right now, guys. And I think that's important to say. I agree. I appreciate you guys and your, your commitment to this, um, working off of maybe what was more my schedule this week. So, you know. You're welcome, League. I don't think, you know, we could have gone on without hearing my prosperous voice and my insights um, to 390 this week. So you're welcome for that, and thank you to you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Gentlemen, I, I, I feel like we said it all, but is there anything else that we want to touch on before we sign off here? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Done. See you bitches next week. <laughs>